0: Back to trends in low places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Corey Matthews to his Sean Hunter, Michael Howard. Who's our Mister Feeney? You think? Ooh, where's what's the Feenster up to? I feel like it's Curtis. I don't know if it's <laughs> Curtis. I don't. I don't think it's Curtis.
1: Who is Curtis then? Is he is he uh, the the other teacher, the cool teacher?
0: Yeah, the guy with the leather jacket who comes. Yeah, in every he's once the in a cool while. teacher. Yeah, um, or maybe he's maybe he's Corey's brother. No, he's not. He's Sean's brother, if anything. Because <laughs> Corey's brother is like a well, actually, who's yeah, the guy that say, never shows up,
1: but like one time he does, and you're like, oh, that guy, and then he he's gone again.
0: All I really remember of uh, Corey's brother. Eric, obviously Eric Matthews. Obviously, um, I mean, I remember him a lot. Obviously, he was there. He's a big old goofball, but all I really remember him as remember him saying was "Ouchie McGouchie, little bro," <laughs> <laughs> and that's not really Curtis territory. No, he's a little more, a little more like uh, interesting mm. than Eric Matthews. He's Topanga,
1: the love he of my actually life.
0: Could be Topanga, yeah. the love of both of our lives. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The girl we both w- we grew up wishing to love, and now, oops, it's Curtis. Yeah, that's really awkward. Hey, you know what? Sometimes love doesn't work out the way you think, but... That's true. Sometimes it's just your best bud, Curtis. Mm. And hey, he's married and has two kids, and I just have to look away from afar, and also from 3,000 <laughs> miles away. I'm just like, wow. Hmm. There he <laughs> well, Neither
1: is. one of us ended up with Curtis. Topanga. Yeah.
0: And then sometimes Topanga, like, you know, on your other podcast that you record... He forgets to hit the record button for two hours. Yes, because he's so drunk.
1: Oh um, no! I figured out. I figured out who Curtis is. Oh yeah, he's, 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 he's
0: Stuart Minkus. No, S- Curtis. Is, well, <laughs> man, it's weird. Curtis might be a Curtis might be a Minkus if, like, Minkus grew up just to be like, again, like a like a hardcore consultant, but like with a super drinking problem. <laughs> Who just like man? Well, you know what? I forgot to hit record for two hours, and we did a whole dang podcast. And then,
1: oops, that's a good point. So I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go new show. Figure out who Curtis is. Curtis is definitely Screech, because that is something Screech would do: is forget to record the podcast.
0: But he, no, I, I think we're wrong. I think we're pretty wrong-headed here, because Screech would. Re- Forget to record the podcast because he was too busy filming a homemade porno. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. I have I haven't seen it obviously because I'm not interested. But the um the like sequel to Boy Meets World, Girl Meets World that focuses on Corey and Topanga's daughter. I did watch. It. I okay. Is Minkus in it? as just like a weird like hanger, like a soccer dad who just like can't like. Trying to connect with his athlete's son, but he's too nerdy and can't do it. So he drinks a lot. Stuart is Minkus. Is Girl Meets World a lot more hard boiled than, than Boy Meets World on Son of
1: Stuart Minkus is in Girl Meets World, but I only saw like two episodes, so I, I could not tell you anything about it.
0: Okay. In my head fiction, which is the only one that matters to me, um, he is basically just a burnout, like corporate dad who's trying to connect to his jock son and he just is the CEO
1: of Minkus international and okay. head of the Minkus family foundation. So, um,
0: so, okay. So one 100%. for one so far. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I, we haven't, we haven't really confirmed the meathead son, but I really hope he does have one. Cause that narrative, there's a rich narrative feel to hoe for sure. <laughs> there's
1: apparently an episode of girl meets world in season two that was called girl meets farkle. Who is Stuart Minkus's brother, Farkle
0: Minkus. (laughs) What kind of family is the the Minkus clan? Why would you name? This is before Game of Thrones. There was no, you didn't have license to give your kid a stupid name if you were a rich white person. I mean, you had full license because, you know, there's rich white people stuff. But like, what? Cut that out. Her name was Farkle.
1: So we had a we had a friend in town uh, this weekend because uh, she was coming up to go to the new Kids on the Block concert with Rachel. Mm-hmm. I was very jealous that I did not get to go, but it was like a girls girls thing, girls night out party party. Yeah, uh, but she had not finished the last season of of Game of Thrones. Speaking of Game of Thrones, uh, right? And she talked about how so she works with with children. Uh, and she said that one of the children she met was named Daenerys. And I was like, ooh.
0: Again, mm. wait till the show's over.
1: Yeah, you got to wait for that one.
0: S- specifically, if the <laughs> character you want to name your kid after, their family has a history of insanity mm-hmm. and burning people to death. Like, what, was, what was great, though, is we talked about- Exercise caution.
1: We talked about Game of Thrones a lot. And then uh, she texted me as she was finishing it up. And she goes- Aw, there's no one for any- nowhere for anyone to sit now. <laughs> because she was like she was like, I still don't know what's gonna happen. I assume that everyone's gonna hug and make up. And I was like, Well, there's a hug. <laughs> there's one specific
0: hug. That's one very um,
1: very specific hug.
0: I have I have three questions. Mm-hmm. One, what about any of that show would make her think that yeah, I I bet <laughs> I bet at the end of this one, everyone hugs and is cool.
1: I feel like, you know, you get invested in the characters and and at some point you're just like, well, I don't want any of these characters to die. And I feel like someone's going to have to die in order for this
0: Iron Throne thing to be s- situated. So instead, you think that they're instead of killing each other, they're just going to smooch mm-hmm. you're like ah, they'll figure it out. Everyone's going to
1: hug and make up. Um, She also did. I learned something from her. Um. Yeah because she goes wait how does Sansa know that Bran can't father children and I was like well he's he's paralyzed i assume his his junk don't work and they don't have the medical technology to like you know to 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 make it happen and she sent me a a google thing that says that apparently most people who are or most men who are paralyzed can still can do still the do the deed and have children okay. Well, so Samson knows something for some reason that is not very clear.
0: Or she's just an ignorant country bumpkin from the the north living up there a hundred miles from the frozen Arctic. That's just like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess he's just done and worthless, even though he's the most powerful, smartest person on the planet. Doesn't really that's not really shown in the show, but he is. Um, But that's like like, even more ableist than I realized. Mm -hmm. Tons more. But also, like, Brand doesn't really do anything to swage that he's like, no, I'm still down to clown. Y'all can just <laughs> hop on uh, these raven balls. That's fine. Like,
1: I I thought that it was pretty bad they called him Bran the Broken, but it's even worse that she was like, hey, his dick don't even
0: work. Let's, I don't want to no dive too much into this. But, like, th- that whole, like, literally, first of all, why are we taking governmental advice from someone in handcuffs? But second of all, of all the names you could name, Literally someone who can jump into any person or, like, being on the planet's consciousness and just see what they're seeing and go back and forth through time. And we're like, oh, yeah, that guy's broken. Yeah, not like Bran the Brilliant. Yeah. He literally knows everything. Literally knows everything that's happened at all time. Fuck you, Game of Thrones. Eat my whole entire butthole. <laughs> Speaking of bad things. Mm-hmm. And goes back to what you were just mentioning, you mentioned that your wife rachel, your wife you my wife or your wife, um who's been on this planet for thirty four years,
1: yep, nailed it,
0: yeah, got it, nailed it in one um I, I you know again, friends with our our very good friend uh that you just mentioned who loves boy bands, um I lived with her for two to three years. My I wife actually. Yeah, your wife, yes. I saw a post from her that she didn't realize that New Kids on the Block, mm-hmm. the the musical troupe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. contained The one, OG boy band. No, the OG boy band is the Beatles. And
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> They you played won't. instruments. No, they played instruments. I I consider a boy band that does not play their own instruments and dances. I'm gonna
0: steal a line from my sister. The Beatles are the world's first and worst boy band. How dare she Be- because to Michael to your point, they didn't do what boy bands that should is true. They did not and dance at all they They had no rhythmic coordinated dances. Mm. They just stood there in suits and played three chords. Wait, so does that mean like the Rolling Stones are a boy band? no they're they're like the the punk version of a shitty boy band, but
1: they're way more of a boy band because all Mick Jagger does is stand there and dance.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I don't make the rules. I also don't know. But she <laughs> she also mostly said that to make my dad very angry, and it works every time. Um, but, Michael, let's not – I know you were trying to dodge the question mm-hmm, about mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. wife mm-hmm. and how your wife she is because she posted on Facebook that she did not realize that New Kids on the Block contained – one Wahlberg, mm-hmm. yeah, she didn't even she
1: didn't know who Donnie Wahlberg was. So I was like, "Yeah, he's the the dude from Saw, the cop, the Donnie
0: guy Wahlberg. from Bannon
1: Brothers." I didn't see that, so and she had definitely has not seen
0: that. I mean, I know she hasn't, but God, I I forgot we talked about this. How have you not seen Bannon Brothers? <laughs> That's fine. Anyway, <sighs> how does she not know that there was a Wahlberg know. and
1: New Kids? She didn't know anything about them. She didn't know. She didn't know about Jordan McKnight. She didn't
0: know. Did she know that Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch contained a Wahlberg? Did she know that one? <laughs> she, she did know that one. Did she? Uh, really? Does she just know the full musical capabilities of the Wahlberg clan?
1: She knew that Marky Mark was in the Funky Bunch. <laughs> I had to <laughs> point not, out that he was he was not only in it, but he was the he was <laughs> s- crucial to how funky the he bunch was the funkiest was. of the bunch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Does she? I mean, I assume she knows how like racially charged their crimes have been at least <laughs> at least the funky bunch i can't speak to new kids i don't know what mark has done yeah or donnie and, rather uh, you
1: know and 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 then she said that there was like there was a ton of people there who were wearing like old school you know somebody had made a dress out of the the new kids on the block sheets that i'm sure we all had back in the day no no. no the
0: only sheets i really had as a kid that i was really proud of on my like super sick twin bed were um they were a light blue with navy blue um logos of every major league baseball team and i was uh, really yes. glad because yeah. i got them in 1993 with the expansion teams so i had the marlins on them and i was like yeah i got marlin sheets player and i was really proud of those when i was eight Mm. I and, had the
1: Transformers. Um, I think I had the New Kids oh. on the Block one, but I have no idea to be honest. You had New Kids? Probably. I was. I was big in the New Kids. I was big. So you know what else I found out? And so I was already kind of jealous that she went to the New Kids concert um, because she didn't care about the New Kids. Um, turns out, though, that Salt and Pepper, yep, naughty by nature, Debbie Gibson and Tiffany were all there, and Debbie Gibson and Tiffany were. Like, they were like my, they were probably my first crush as a child.
0: This is not the show Rachel and, and our friend went to?
1: Yeah. What the fuck? They were, were all there.
0: Did, they didn't invite you. Hmm. I
1: mean, I was kind of invited, but it was also like, oh, you know, there's the three girls are going and then we're going to go do this or we're going to brunch. And I was like, well, that just, I don't want to like intrude on on girlfriend time, you know? So ins- <laughs> instead I just went by myself and sat all by myself. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, apparently it was just full of, like, 30 and 40-year-old women just screaming at the top of their lungs for three hours straight.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, one, that sounds correct. I mm-hmm. can't. Yeah, I mean, that just sounds absolutely right. Um. All right, well, I mean. And
1: apparently Donnie Wahlberg is the leader. Yeah. And also the, the, the one who thinks himself the sexiest. He does all the sexiest stuff.
0: I mean, one. If if you were Donnie Wahlberg, I would also just have this complete illusion of myself that one, I was the sexiest version or like person in my boy band that I created, and that like I get to do shit. Even though Jordan Knight empirically exists in this in this universe, (laughs) right?
1: Like Jordan Knight is clearly above and beyond the best looking one of the group.
0: Yeah, but again, was Jordan Knight in Band of Brothers and or cop movie that I forget. You know, the nerve of this guy to call himself a singer-songwriter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you think that they had to let him be the leader and supposedly the, the sexy one because he has a career outside of New Kids on the Block in order to get him to come back and do the tour? They were like, yeah, fine, you can be the leader.
0: I honestly think yes. That's, I mean, like, they're like, Hey, Donnie, we need to get the band back together. We uh, we're all kind of just like really want money. Like we want it and uh I know you have some. Yeah, okay, you can do the sexy stuff and that's fine. And it really reminds me of I can't remember Michael like you keep me honest. I can't remember if I've told this story on on Tilt before. But uh years ago, I saw Collective Soul I think this was... I've seen them like six times, but I saw them at the Fort Lauderdale Amphitheater. And um, Eddie Roland the singer of Collective Soul and Atlanta Band, was just kind of like... He is a mediocre guitar player, average singer at best. Like, <laughs> every concert I've seen, I've seen them six times. He always has a music stand with his lyrics up so he can look over and remember them. I'll like, be. his own songs that he's performed since like 1994. Um, but... He also is like he loves to perform, like he wants to be like a rock star, like wears skin tight leather pants, all this stuff. And when I saw him, he was like he when he wasn't playing guitar poorly, uh, he didn't have the guitar. He was like throwing the microphone stand around to like dance around it, and he was like throwing it side to side, and he always had his had his foot on it. To like bring it back to one area so he could dance with it. And one time he threw it out towards the crowd with his foot on the front of it and then stomped down to bring it back. And the microphone just smashed him in the fucking face so hard. And like, and to his credit, he didn't miss a beat. But it's it was one of those moments like. Maybe you should have just stuck to what you're good at and sang the dang songs. <laughs> like no one asked you to dance, mm. Ed. <laughs> you were fine. Yeah, yeah. Michael, you want to you want to get into some Tilperinos? You got a story for me? I was I was just gonna keep talking about Nuke's on the block for a while. I mean, we can. Did you New know kids. that
1: that Donnie Wahlberg and one of the other members, um, what was his name D- Danny Dan- Wood? They Here's wrote. A, it, they Here's wrote the, the initial the the debut album. They were they were the writers of the debut album of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch.
0: So Donnie wrote his brother's own debut album and then got eclipsed by him. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a Shakespearean tale. Yep. Oh man, mm-hmm. that
1: sucks. Well, Mark, I mean, Mark was in he was a new kid for for a hot minute.
0: Right. For so. the hottest minute though, but overshadowed by his super sexy hot brother Donnie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what's crazy though so there was there's already the brothers way, I really, jordan and, I really John, and jonathan knight are brothers in it. and then there was donnie and mark it was just a brother two brothers or what four brothers
0: sexually tangled web we're weaving here by the way i know we have at least one listener over in in the netherlands uh who is a new kids fan so you know who you are. Please write in some thoughts. I want to know everything. You to know, everything you know about this situation.
1: What there was wait, there was an album There was an album in 2011 by NKOTBSB which was New yeah. Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys together?
0: What are we doing? What are we even doing here? This is that that, that is a unholy amalgamation against God and all, <laughs> all of his all of his seven deadly sins. Step even,
1: by step no, I Ooh, think that
0: strikes at least six of the seven Deadly Sins. <laughs> Michael, what do you got going on for me this week, buddy? Oh, man. So much is going on. Is it? Because I know when we were talking, we were like, hey, we have no stories. Better talk about New Kids on the Block for 16 minutes. <laughs> and then we did it. So, shows off to a pretty banging start. Uh, Well...
1: We have a couple, uh, where are they now, Tilt? Oh,
0: yeah, a couple updates. Yeah. Yes. A couple
1: updates. So, do you remember the famous cocktail? Do you remember
0: the 21st of September? These guys in Yukon are drinking toast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yes, in Yukon, there was a bar that sells a cocktail with a little little... Frostbitten
0: Toesies in it. If I remember correctly, that was from uh, episode 67, Deli Doobie <laughs> Duke Toes. I forget. Hold on. Uh, I for- <laughs> What was it? I remember we talked about it, and I looked it up earlier, and then I just didn't. Uh, Deli Doogie Doob Day. Mm, yes. Yes. Obviously. Which one of our fun fi- Episode 67. Ah! The episode's playing in my ears now. Okay. That so was a yeah, better. It was. it
1: was based, it's the Sour Toe Cocktail. Um, sour Toe. Just as a reminder, <laughs> it was started in 1973 when a local boat operator found a severed toe in a cabin and thought it would be cool to turn it into a drinking challenge where you have to drink a drink that has this frozen, cut off toe in it. Otherwise known a as amputated, I think. toe. Yes. Um, well, they. Eventually, you know, eventually the toes aren't really uh, good for drinking anymore. So they have to get get more toes. And so, you know, there was a story about somebody who had donated a toe here or there. But we have a new one. Arctic Marathoner has ultra marathoner. Oh, sorry. Ultra marathoner. He was the Yukon Arctic ultra marathoner three hundred mile race through the Yukon Arctic, and like
0: why it's my first so, question so my there are so many I have so many ooh why what are you up to in this story um so I don't get ultra marathoners for one thing are just something I will never understand because like I not it's all just forrest gump at this point, <laughs> but he was just running through the south collecting cult followers and making cool t-shirts and then he just is like I'm done now bye um but these these mofos are just running forever for no goddamn reason Well, and and 300
1: miles is is by far the longest one I've heard of like I've heard of 50 100 I think 150 but like 300 and through the Yukon arctic is a, just a that's just misogyny at that point I mean not misogyny <laughs> that is nope. just
0: masochistic at that point right and i mean honestly Probably a little mis- misogynistic, just like just, <laughs> ju- I, honestly, I think for sure in the back of Nick Griffiths' head the entire time he was doing this is like, I bet no woman could do this. I guarantee you, this motherfucker was thinking that because, I honestly think he was doing this. This this article says he he didn't know about it, but I think he was doing this with the full intention of making some other motherfucker drink a toe cocktail from him.
1: <laughs> and he's 47 too, which is like Which Look, I'm 37 and I don't even want to run like
0: 3 miles. I just don't understand. So, all of this, though. So, let's read through it. 47-year-old ultramarathoner from Britain had been slogging through the snow and ice out of the Canadian wilderness for 30 consecutive hours when his hands and feet started to turn raw. First of all, where are your gloves at, my dude? Where are your galoshes at? I don't think it
1: matters at that point.
0: Also, again, in a marathon, or ultramarathon, he was pulling a sled of supplies (laughs) behind him like a fucking... Dog, Was this the ultra?
1: Was this the ultra Iditarod
0: marathon where you carry your own shit in cold, in temperatures colder than forty below zero? Bent on crossing crossing a finish line hundreds of miles away, it was so cold that his eyes were frozen open, his eyelashes were stuck together, and his eyelids were unblinkable. "Quote: Ice crystals were falling from the sky like missiles." What the shit? That can
1: happen. Hail turned into.
0: And, <laughs> so, and then it just says dehydrated, sleepless, and numb. Griffith Griffith surrendered at mile fifty. Doctor student informant: three of your okay, toes. Okay, wait, have to go. wait. He only First made all, fifty miles in. Oh, um, only. <laughs> First, I mean, only is a weird one. It's like it's weird. That it's like he only did it. Wow, what an asshole! But also, it's like he made it fifty miles in. What a fucking asshole. Well, um, yeah, but like that's like being like,
1: oh, I'm gonna do a marathon and then quitting at mile seven like I, I guess like again okay. though how much did you train 40? for it if you made it to 50 miles out of a 300 mile race you thought okay. you were gonna do 300 miles and you made it 50
0: michael there are so many deep, deep layers that we need to get to in this one that i can't really <laughs> speak to the fact that yeah this guy i don't know how you train for a 350 mile ultra marathon in negative 40 degree weather when chaboy couldn't do a I tried to train for a half marathon in eighty-five degree weather and wound up doing a five k. <laughs> I mean, to so, be fair, it's very hard to
1: train in the in that hot a weather because, like, you get all dehydrated and stuff.
0: You know. I assume the negative temperatures are <laughs> similarly or more difficult, but um, I'm just saying, like, you. So he like has he
1: never tried to do this more than. 50 miles he just was like
0: i'm gonna do a 300 mile race like i just don't understand how you, like mentality wise you wake up in the morning mo- so Mike. just just for context i've been thinking about getting a, t- a tattoo for three i've had really? the same the same idea in mind for a tattoo for three plus years where are you I'm gonna like, get it on my sh- on my left shoulder, oh. but I've been thinking about it. I'm like, it's been three years, and I've mentioned it to multiple people. I'm like, I don't know if I'm into this yet. I got to really just test the waters. <laughs> and if you tell someone that you are close with a friend, you're like, you know what? I've done some marathons. I'm thinking about running. You know, I-, I like doing it. I'd like to run for 350 miles through negative 40 degree weather, trailing like pulling a sled of supplies. And none of your friends care enough about you to talk you out of it. How shitty are you that none of your friends give a shit to be like, you're going to die, though? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, if you tried to tell me that you were going to run like
1: three miles in negative 40 degree weather, I'd be like, you should probably not, though.
0: I mean, I've tried to talk both of us out of a 10 mile run in like normal average weather before. I'm like, is it worth it? We could just sit in the pool. It was worth it because I almost got a hot tub. That was the only way I was gonna get a hot tub. Right. But then the weather betrayed you. And also your wife is a camel, so <laughs> shit. Um but so I think we're mi- so we're missing the point. So the, the dude did all this sure, shit. yes. He he made it through the ten miles of the run, <laughs> and then doctor said, Hey, we gotta take some of your toesies because you fucked up and are stupid. Yep. Three and of then them. apparently in the intervening time when the doctors were like, we're getting them toes, a nurse snuck into the room. <laughs> a healthcare provider who was just like, But in the Yukon. Hey. So like. Sure, but still bound. So she presumably. was probably actually
1: not a nurse at all and was
0: actually a bear in a nurse costume, I assume. Right. right. Some sort of like Arctic spirit who came down and just mm-hmm. put scrubs on and was like, hey, I've got news. You don't have to lose them toesies. Mm. And Michael, here's where we revisit a tilt story from, I believe, episode 67. What did this nurse suggest to a patient in her, I assume, emergency room? She said, "Uh, hey, have you ever heard of the sour toe cocktail?
1: And he thought, sounds like a whiskey drink. And she said, sort of. It's a shot of whiskey with a mummified human toe dropped inside you know like an orange peel in an old fashioned just a little a little garnish a little a little nug uh and then if he wanted maybe it could be his toe you know if you if you weren't going to do anything with those toes the we were we, done. the
0: the quote the bar at downtown hotel in Dawson city yukon is quote <laughs> always in need of toes it's like <laughs> yeah i mean like I, I know we i don't want to dip too much into episode 67 territory territory but like is this how you're sourcing your shit you're just waiting for morons to go running through the arctic and not like fully die so they can consent to give their toes away maybe, is that your pipeline maybe this ultra marathon
1: is put on by the downtown hotel in dawson city yukon as a harvesting festival for toes
0: well, okay, yeah, no, so I was going to get into that, because, yeah, if I was the downtown bar or whatever, I would be like, hey, cool fun run in downtown Arctic Circle, go visit it, a, a helicopter will trail you and harvest your toesies. Um, Is it just toes, though? Like, people
1: lose They fingers just want and, the
0: toes. But, like, it's,
1: why not a finger drink? Why not a, a drink of
0: with the nose or ears or, like, a ding-dong or something? Michael, I do have to say, this is the worst part of this that I do not think we covered in episode 67. Uh-oh. The Deli Duggy Doob Club or whatever the <laughs> fuck it was. There is the... More than 100,000 people have become members of the Sour Toe Cocktail Club in the Yukon. hmm Do you, Michael, assume that that means there were a hundred thousand toes dipped into a hundred thousand cocktails i don't think you can come up with a hundred thousand mummified toes i just assume that they like reused the toe excellent excellent deduction skills my friend because oh fuck that's exactly what they do and here's the whole thing there's one rule you don't have to swallow the toe thank christ you don't have to put Good it in your mouth god But the only rule to become a member of the club is you can drink it fast, you can drink it slow, but you have to touch your lips to that gnarly toe.
1: Oh. The toe is mummified,
0: dry and blackish brown, and it's stored in a jar of salt (laughs) in a preservation room. And currently, this bar only has two toes in stock that it rotates until they, quote, decay into useless stubs. so. This guy's footsie donation is an incredible boon. Three toes. Three toes to their current two. That's incredible. They it's just increased their toe quote. They have oh,
1: God. so many-
0: Lee. <laughs> There's a quote. We're, we're, we're really, really happy to get, to get this toe. toe. We've, been, we've been without a big toe for a long time. So they've just been using like little pinky toes and
1: like everyone's like come on this is a toe. What the fuck? I don't want this this nasty nug. <laughs> I want a big old honking toe. Michael
0: Oh god go wait.
1: So I just assumed that it was always people with frostbitten toes that like gave up their toes but this says they are usually willed to the bar by anonymous deceased people sometimes they're donated by living people who chop off a toe on accident with a lawnmower or chainsaw Mm -hmm. so if you just accidentally cut off your toe you can just send it to the they're just like, yeah, we'll take any and all toes.
0: I mean, this is what I will do that if I ever do. But it's 100%. also... so It's one of these weird things. So he went to a doctor elsewhere, I think in New York City. And he's was like, hey, these need to be amputated. Can you also send them to this bar I know of in the Yukon? <laughs> and like... How is I that had illegal? I don't know. Because like I had a cyst removed in my shoulder. Like just like a random like not nothing bad. And like I remember the doctor is like... I asked him, I was like, hey, can I at least see it when it's done? And the doctor was like, oh, fuck, yeah, for sure. And then he looked at a nurse and the nurse was like, no, we need to throw that in the trash, like incinerator immediately. He's like, oh, yeah, no, we can't do that. Yeah, because it says, okay, He flew to Manchester
1: in in England. Uh, and he told the doctor there about the sour a cocktail. He thought it was quite amusing, Griffith said. He said, look, they're your toes. You can have them if you want. And when I came back from surgery, next to me were these three little jars with my toes in it.
0: You know, you know, um, politicians in this country always talk about the dangers of European style socialism. They never talk about the cool benefits where the doctor just gives you your fucking toes that froze off. Like, yeah, I'd like to wear them in a necklace around my neck. Great, they're your toes. They're not the state's toes; they're yours. Have fun. Do you think that you can send toes through the mail? Yes, hundred percent.
1: Apparently, you can. I like. Wh- why is that a thing that's allowed?
0: You just put them on, on. I mean, I don't know. If I if I can ship you a Publix chicken tender sub on have dried it. ice, yeah, uh, I haven't. I'm sorry, I haven't done that. I will though. <laughs> um, I I I don't see why I couldn't just send you a like a. Chicken Tender Toast Sub. <laughs> I didn't really think you could send body parts to the
1: Post, he said. But to his delight, the Post Office said it would take about five to seven days. It again, now,
0: Again, though, this is brilliant, wonderful European socialism. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I mean, though, it took five weeks. So where were the toes for the
1: other four weeks? Because I said five to seven days. Let's say even, okay, five to seven business days. So for three and a half weeks, these toes were in post office limbo do you think people mm-hmm. knew that there were toes in there they kept x-raying it and
0: being like y'all i think there's some toes in here i'm gonna just say like on an x-ray i don't think a toe really looks like we're like oh that's a toe you're probably like oh man bunch of marbles in there The <laughs> guy likes marbles okay cool my wife and kids they think i'm a bit mad here's the thing though if you're gonna lose your toes already why wouldn't you send it to the Yukon to make like weirdos kiss it? Well, I'm just trying to figure out like, okay,
1: on my driver's license it says I'm an organ donor. Where do I get to put that I'm a toe donor? Like, chop off all ten of those bad boys and send them to the Yukon. Mm-hmm. Like they're clearly in need of them, and I'm not going to need them when I'm dead. I want to be it's cremated
0: anyways. Before you throw me in the oven, chop off my toesies, get ship them those bad boys out. out. Do a quick round of Thunderstruck and then yeah, <laughs> send my toes gone. Michael, speaking of sweet, sweet treats in your mouth, I think you had a a, a good story for me that you're you want to talk about.
1: So yeah, there's a there's a pet shop chain uh in Brazil called Pets Pets, P T Z, which kind of reminds me of like Pets Yeah, like a sweet dot com, um, like like
0: a cooler version of the dot com boom.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and it's called, the infamous. They have an the online most infamous, pet store, the most infamous e-commerce site that shit the bed, <laughs> Pets.com.
1: Well, Brazil is always late to our trends, so uh, they have Pet Commerce now, uh, which is an online pet store created by Pets. Um, and they claim that if you have a camera on your computer, that they can basically look at your dog's face and use dog facial recognition technology combined with AI to figure out what it is that your pet wants to
0: order. So, okay. Okay. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. So if you have Mm -hmm. facial recognition AI on your, on your computer, they can get your dog. They can analyze your dog's face to understand what it wants. No, you just need a camera. Just any any camera or any any internet connected camera. Okay, okay. Well, I guess your smartphone would for the bill for that one. Because I'm thinking it's like if I have to put my fucking dog down in front of Skype at my <laughs> desk, I guess I'm never finding out what my dog wants. Which, oh by the way, I know is food. <laughs> like that's just that's it. She just wants more cool kinds of food. There there's even
1: a video showing pets supposedly using this. Okay. But uh yeah, so they basically have um you, <laughs> you hold the device, computer tablet, mobile with internet access over their dog's face so the comp- uh so the camera picks up the response. Uh the AI device is capable of measuring the level of interest in a given product represented by one
0: to f- six bones. The thing is this is I mean as a pet owner like okay cool i don't need like machine learning and art of like massive complicated artificial intelligence to tell me that hey what your dog wants is food it doesn't get like that's the only so like i i was pet sitting for a buddy this weekend and the only food that sora wanted to eat was this dog's food that like Sucks. She didn't want any other part of it. And also, that dog didn't want his food when he was there, even though he eats it every day. He wanted Sora's food. Every time I go to PetSmart, one, Sora tries to shoplift treats every (laughs) single time, and she almost got away with it one time. Um, But, like, literally...
1: Would you bring the treat back into the store because you felt bad? Or would you just be like, well, you won this
0: one, Sora. It, it was like she grabbed it in the the line where I was already getting a bag of food for her, And then she like just grabbed it. And I was like, OK. And also the thing that's in her mouth, the hedgehog that's in her mouth. <laughs> I guess I'll take that, too. Um, but the thing is, it's like for a dog. like So I don't think I've talked about this on until on every day. So my apartment complex connects to a pet like a a shopping center that has a Pet Smart in it. So Sora has learned that like in the afternoons, and I wanna I wanna stress this. Sora moves at about a quarter mile an hour for everything in her life. Like it's at this point, <laughs> yep. she's an old yep. dog, she's coming up on 13, she does not move. Except when we leave the like, so we walk so she can do her business after I get home from work to the dog park in my apartment complex. And then, and again, half mile an hour, quarter mile an hour. <laughs> but as soon as we leave there, she she picks up her, her, gets a little pep in her step and starts, we've sprinted. Like, I've been at a full-out <laughs> sprint at, at certain points. For her to run, to sprint to the pet smart across the parking lot from my apartment complex. And the entire thing she's doing there is, hoping hoping that we're going to buy something so that she can mooch a treat off of the cashier because she knows if we buy something the cashier <laughs> will give her a treat so she doesn't even want anything actually she,
1: at petsmart she just wants the treat from the cashier we do
0: this elaborate dance we, we walk through the entire store every single petsmart employee knows us by sight they know like they know who she is and occasionally I'll walk her by the the training, the dog training center, because they have a, a bowl of treats out and I might give her a, <laughs> a milk, like a shitty milk <laughs> bone from that one. But even today we went to we bought I had to buy a bag of food. We went to the fucking cashier and the cashier was like she gave her a like a puff treat, like a peanut butter puff treat. And Sora spit it out. She's like, no, I want my milk. Yes. <laughs>
1: This isn't this isn't what I came here for.
0: She's like, no, I'm not here. Uh, and all this is just to say that dogs are the dumbest food-driven assholes on the planet. I don't care what they want. I know what I don't need I don't need machine learning and facial recognition to tell me that my dog wants a <laughs> fucking treat. I know she wants a treat. That's it. Fuck you. Yeah,
1: so so Bonnie, she gets she goes to camp in the morning, she comes back in the afternoon. So really the only time I take her out is at night right before bed yeah. and I always give her this dental treat. Yeah. Like a dental chew and she she does this thing where she runs around the house to try to find somewhere to eat it that is where she can see us but that we won't take it mm-hmm. from her but she always ends up in the same spot. But now during the day if I take her out for any other reason, she will literally follow me around the house for an hour waiting. waiting to get this yeah. treat. And the one time that Rachel was here that I wasn't and took her out at night, she would not let Rachel go to sleep until she
0: realized she needed to get up and give her the treat. I mean... I mean, I've created a fucking monster. So, two things. One, Sora does very similar things at my parents' house. Whenever they have to watch her, mm-hmm. they have a dog door. And she knows that the only way, because my parents are very lazy, the only way my parents will get her back in the house if she jumps through the <laughs> dog door is to offer her a treat. So, if they, if Sora sees my mom or my dad going towards the dog door to, like, cover it up for the night and close it, she will get up from the couch, again, very fucking old, at this point like a 96 year old woman sprints and dives through the dog door and just will wait and then just like bark two or three times looking at the door waiting for mom to be like okay here's your treat so there's that so she doesn't even need to go out and do anything she just knows that she if she comes back in she gets Exactly. The treat. And at oh, this point all I want from dog technology is like I don't need a smart camera that will shoot a treat around the house. I don't need them to like do facial recognition for like what kind of treats my dog wants when she's in PetSmart. I don't give a fuck. All I want is give me a holographic presentation of another dog in the apartment eating her food that she can get mad at and bark (laughs) at me. Like, okay, I'm going to eat it. So he doesn't, that's all I want. Give me like a hollow. It's actually brilliant. Give me a hollow dog. That's all I want. That's all I want. Well, when Staley and, and
1: Sora lived together, You would feed them on opposite sides of the house. The exact same Same food. food. Same food. They would devour their food and then run to the the opposite side of the house to eat
0: the food of the other dog which was the exact just same absolute stupid assholes like i don't care like i don't need massive complicated ai and like facial screening to figure out that a dog is a dumb asshole who just wants food <laughs> like just like i didn't i need the the ai to be like hey Make this dog eat that food in front of it. Like, trick the dumb dog? Use all your computing power to trick this dumb fucking dog into eating its food. That's all I need. I don't need it to be like, oh, yeah, I want a treat now. I was like, I know you want a treat. You're a dumbass dog.
1: You will will literally eat yourself to death if I allow (laughs) it. If
0: I just gave you unlimited food and a pile of milk bones, you'd eat all of them and shit yourself to death. (laughs) Which, by the way, you've come close to doing six times since I've known you. You're an idiot. Oh, yeah, Bonnie put on literally
1: an additional thirty percent of her body weight because she was sneaking food whilst Daly was eating and spilling it around him.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: she, she's she would she's supposed to be about twelve or thirteen pounds. I think if we gave her unlimited food, she'd be about forty pounds before she exploded.
0: Yeah, I've I've met Bonnie at her peak. She's, uh, she's a, hel- a healthy loaf of bread, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, especially when she's sneaking mm-hmm. food. I'm just like, I don't, I get that dogs are man's best friend. If I don't want, like, my, if we don't want, as a people, collectively, want our kids shopping online to, like, buy video games and shit, I don't need my dog to have facial recognition access to, like, their fur bow to be like, yeah, I need treats now. I'm hungry. I'm a hungry boy. Send more <laughs> treats. I mean, to be fair to dogs, though.
1: Um, you don't really need facial recognition software on me to know that if you show me a commercial with, like, a cream-filled, crispy cream-glazed donut, that I'm gonna want it. Yeah. Because I'm also a dumb idiot who's just motivated by but, food. Right, yeah, but
0: you're a dumb idiot who's motivated by food that has buying power. Like, I don't want <laughs> my dog, who's a dumb idiot motivated by food, to have full full access to, like, my wallet. I don't care what the dog wants. I, I, I literally the dog's gonna want what the dog wants and also they'll get over it in 18 seconds because their memories are just of their own balls like that's it i don't care
1: it is amazing how bad a dog's memory is but how good it's like long-term like recognition right again again like
0: Sora knows exactly what to do and like what certain behaviors will get but like I don't. I at this point I have no. I don't think she knows why she's doing it. She just knows like if I do this thing, I get food. Like that just works for me. I know that. Okay. Yeah. So Michael, I mean, I feel like the the one thing is like I know I generally don't have self control, but like when I know it's in, not in my best interest, I can at least make the conscious choice that like, okay, I can wait till later to have like mm-hmm. an eighteen sack of donuts or whatever the fuck. Sora does not care. Like Sora at every single like. I'm sure she's not doing it right now. We'll walk over to the <laughs> counter and just bark at a bag of treats on the counter, just like waiting for, and just like look at me. She's like, I want this now. So do it. And I can't imagine if she just had full access to like Uber Eats for dogs and like it just responded to like every time she looked at a camera and barked real loud. And it was like, oh, treats come. Like if she had a furbo, she'd be nine million pounds fuck, I could, I,
1: I wanted to come up with a really good Uber Eats for dogs pun, but I- Yeah,
0: just Uber treats. <laughs> just Uber treats. But like, I, like if, if she had full access to that, I would like, I'd be broke. Be broke? Because like- Yeah. <laughs> and your dog
1: would be dead because it did nothing
0: but right. eat. Right. I mean, it was like, I mean, even like the Furbo thing, it's like, oh, your dog's acting out. Let me like catapult a treat through your house. It was like- <laughs> No, first of all, she can't see it because she's so old. Like, she just won't know it's there. <laughs> Second of all, she'd be nine million pounds, and also she's smart enough to game the system. Like Yeah. W- she yeah. would just bark and have her fucking snoot in front of this treat thing all day long. The like the <laughs> video camera of this thing would just be <laughs> her dumbass snout. Just no <laughs> We have a Furbo, but we've never used the treat launcher thing. It's
1: precisely because Staley was so smart that if he knew that that thing could expel treats, we would come home and it would be disassembled. He would
0: 100% have built like a Spider Man apparatus. Like he'd be, he'd be like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible from the ceiling, just like hovering over, like rotating slowly <laughs> in a circle in front of this fur bow, just like, no, no, no.
1: <laughs> it does make a really weird sound when it goes off, though. I, I bet. But, uh, but yeah, because Uber Eats, I mean, Uber Eats for me is dangerous. That mean, like, when Rachel's gone and I'm like sitting around playing video games and drinking or something, like, I order the dumbest shit and way too there much. There are of two it.
0: things that I have never gone down the path of, other than when you've been in town. And I think it's the only time I've ever ordered Uber Eats. Um, I've never ordered like food delivery because I know if I do what? it, I'm just gonna do it all the time, and I'm gonna what? I'm gonna spend a lot of money on on delivery fees. And then two at festivals or fairs or whatever i have never i think i did it once in chicago and i can't go back ordered something like a uh fried oreo or a fried snickers bar because yes. i know this as soon as i step down that path i never walk back <laughs> i am just eating fried fried candy bars nonstop for the rest of my life uh-huh well it's interesting so what is your feeling on crispy cream donuts um, If they're in the office, I will eat one and then really hate myself all day.
1: Now, what if this Krispy Kreme donut was filled with cream of some like sort? A Boston, like Maybe a, a like I mean, I've cream. had a,
0: I've had a vanilla cream from from Krispy Kreme before. A vanilla cream? Yeah, I mean, like a Boston cream, but it's got vanilla cream in the middle. It's just like a, a nice little pouch. Yeah, but is it is it like a hot and fresh Krispy
1: Kreme glazed donut that's just like. Injected with cream
0: I mean, yeah, but in in the middle like like it's like in a Boston cream, it's like a pocket of cream, yeah, but this is not a pocket, I'm talking about like a
1: whole ring of cream, like a no. like the cheesy cheese filled
0: crust of a of a uh, uh, of a like a pizza hut pizza hut pizza Okay, for two things first of all, don't come at me talking like, oh, this is just a normal thing that people have a Silly string and ja- like w- no a, a mozzarella stick donut of, yes how did they get the cre- how did they get it in there to go all the way around the donut I don't know what unholy magics they have rough and what s- deals they've signed with the vanilla cream devil to make this happen but like that's not a thing don't you dare don't you dare come at me like that it's like have oh, you ever had this no I haven't it's a, a whole no- it's, a, it's apparently a thing
1: and it's it's, an unholy- uh, it's the first time. No. It's the first time they've ever had it available in the United States. I mean, it's the
0: first time we've had the technology, I assume.
1: But apparently, in the Dominican Republic, they've had the Nutella-filled donut for a while. And in Thailand, they've had the salted egg-filled ring donut as well. Okay,
0: two things. One... How do they get those sort of donut innovations in Thailand and the Dominican Republic before we get here? And also, two second, most importantly, how do they get Nutella and salted egg cream before we get vanilla cream? What are we even doing here? Why do do flavors, the best flavors in the world, pass us by when we apparently own the patent on donut injection technology and we're just sitting here with my thumb up my ass eating vanilla creams?
1: You know what? Because they've just been... You know what? They don't have the drive that they did in Thailand
0: and the Dominican Republic. They saw something that we didn't. I don't mean to be insensitive, but like literally the Dominican Republic is like adjacent to a war-torn country. Like they have better (laughs) things. Like if they're wasting their money. You feel like they're wasting their time on the donut technology. They're wasting their money on cool donut cream injection technology and not helping out. If they're helping out the people of Haiti, like, hey, maybe like divert some funds my dudes like our our donut technologists could have gotten there the engineers could have figured (laughs) it out on their own like hey please they weren't, though. That's the thing. They weren't. They were just like, you know, we're happy with these
1: Boston cream filled donuts where the pocket of cream is like the size of a quarter in a giant donut. They weren't thinking bigger than that. And somebody I in the Dominican was like, hey, why why do we have to have this little tiny pocket? Why can't I have the whole ring? Don't of
0: this. it is like. What if, are there just like the the Dominican Krispy Kreme test kitchen scientists just being like, what if? What if we just pulled a Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza for the whole donut? It, made it's the whole so crazy it might out just work. And Also, I'm just thinking functionally. How the fuck do you make that happen? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because it's like... I can barely bake a cake. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand how you like structurally fit a Hyperloop tunnel system into a donut full of cream.
1: But the the worst part about this is that I... Like, normally when there's a food innovation, it was like, yeah, I, we've all thought of that, but no one actually did it. Like, why did you do that? Like, you shouldn't have. Like, this, I never, I never had the thought about donuts. I was like, yeah, filled donuts are solid, like a hockey puck, mm-hmm. and then normal donuts are rings. I never had the thought, like, what if you fill the ring? I never had that thought.
0: I mean, I've had the thought of, like, hey, why isn't this bite full of delicious cream? But I've never yes, thought of like, sure. hey, for sure. Why don't the donut man? Why isn't the old Dunkin' Donuts man inject? He wakes up early. I know it's. I know when it is donut time. I don't know what he's doing with his donut time. And apparently, he has not been optimizing because like there are so many clear gaps in his system. Like, oh, yeah. cool. You yeah. made a shitty like cinnamon donut. I don't care. Where my cream at in my mouth?
1: Yeah. I want a Nutella-filled one. Oh, shit. Speaking of Nutella-filled things, did you see that M&M's has a hazelnut spread-filled M&M now?
0: Uh, Yeah, and actually, I didn't didn't know that. I saw one commercial, like, out of the corner of my eye, and the whole thing was, there were just smears of Nutella on, like, a stage, and then they cut to all of the (laughs) other M&M characters that we've grown to love and, like, really respect over the couple years, and they, like... I think it was the peanut M M&M and M guy, the yellow one, which is like, "Oh yeah, we ate him." <laughs> which like, yes. hey guys, I know we talked about. I I think on in Love Places, maybe it was on on El Duel. We've had a a lot of recent. Revelations about the power of like the creation of life in certain universes, like the Toy yeah, Story. Yeah, we're talking the the about Toy, toy Story. Toy story. If you can just glue eyes and like a a felt mouth on a spork and create life, that has a lot of implications. If someone can just throw hazelnut spread inside of an M M&M and M, and all of the other sentient M and Ms can just eat <laughs> this thing without any apparent remorse at all like what the fuck are they up to
1: yeah cause they, they um, they're like oh it's time to unveil the newest member of the M&M team and they pull up the curtain and all that's on the stage is smears the, the feet and and the, the shoes and the gloves that they all have and just
0: like smears of, of hazelnut
1: yeah, and, like, and they're just covered in hazelnut. They're just like, yeah, we ate we ate the other living m M&M m creature. And
0: it's like, okay, we let the caramel dude live because I guess he was a nerd played by David Cross? Okay. You, y'all have accepted, apparently, M&M folk, that Santa exists and you know who's naughty or nice. So in this universe of M&Ms that we've created, you know that Santa will reward you for being good or bad. And now you just have like literally committed <laughs> cannibalism because like, oh, I like Nutella. Just get a fucking jar, you you crazy assholes. Like, and I feel like
1: they've been hinting at it. They've been building up to this for a while because there was the one commercial with the actress who says she really likes M&M's and she takes home the red m M&M and and basically implies that she's to going fuck to him. eat him. And also fuck him. Yes, but, but eat him while she's fucking him. And then there was another one where they were the peanut M&M during the Halloween, he ends up with a bite taken out of him. They've been building up to this cannibalistic, ritualistic murder they were going to do with an m I M&M. really want
0: to dig into the peanut M&M, our yellow friend here, by the way, because... The
1: the one who pretends that he's an idiot, but we know That's not. where
0: I'm at, Michael. You're with me mm-hmm. on this one. Because, okay, so on this one, all of the other guys... so. The red Eminem, the original, the OG guy, who appears to be in all of the commercials, all of the Eminem lore, our smart boy, our real like real just Joe Pesci situation.
1: Yeah, he's the Joe Pesci to the uh to the other dude in the wet band. Yeah,
0: you'd think. The the yellow Eminem, the peanut guy, he's been there just as long. His stalwart sidekick appears to always be this bumbling sidekick idiot. But in this one. I, and it's, it's hard to say if the red M&M just let him take the fall uh, of being, oops, he was the cannibal, not me. But this <laughs> yellow M&M, apparently he steps into the forefront, takes a leadership role and be like, yes, yeah, sir, we just like the taste of this <laughs> asshole. Like this guy was good and I liked him. And it's hard to say if he's just a moron or if he's finally stepping into me like, no, this is my fucking crew. I don't care what these guys say. I want to eat the caramel guy. I want to eat the pretzel guy. And I definitely want to eat those milk chocolate motherfuckers embossing me around for 15 years. I want them all dead and I will eat them. They will be dead at my white gloved hands no matter what I say or do. (laughs) So I just rewatched the commercial and what he actually
1: says. (laughs) So for one, there's the five other M&Ms, the peanut, the crunchy, the caramel, the green M&M and the regular M&M they're all there and they're covered in Nutella spread
0: right they're all just it's nasty just with it. So again it was a ritualistic group murder there's the
1: one murder. there's the other lady M&M the brown M&M and she is just looking at them very disappointedly like she knew they were doing it and wasn't okay with it but she also didn't stop them or no
0: more importantly she's like hey y'all so the brown one like the brown I feel like she's always been the kind of a you know, more sophisticated media savvy she's like <laughs> you assholes didn't shower before we talked to the press like what the fuck of course we ate him of course we <laughs> ate him go clean yourselves up before you walk into a PR room what are you doing
1: yes so but what the yellow one says she goes oh, you ate it And he says, not all of it. And he points to the stage, which is just has just the remnants of their cannibalistic feast on it.
0: It's. Even when you don't stop to think about it, it's fucked up. Like, I don't like (laughs) I don't know how this one made it through, like creative review, like having now worked in a large corporation. I don't know. I don't understand how you walk into a pitch and you're like, yeah, what if we did this thing where all the other cool M&Ms that everyone loves and, like, kids really attached to ritualistically murdered and ate another M&M? But, like, he's new, so no one knows the character yet. So the way we introduce him is that he's so tasty, every other M&M ate and killed him. Oh, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> sounds cool. Yeah, great. I love that one. Yeah, now, that that's an M&M I can get behind. What does it look like? No one knows or cares because it's dead.
1: We ate we it.
0: We just we, we just done, done
1: ate it. Did you know the original voice of the red M&M and the yellow M&Ms were
0: John Lovitz and John Goodman? They do exist. I didn't know that. And all I know is that, one- I used to see John Goodman all the time at uh, Cardinals spring training games in West Palm Beach because he's a huge Cardinals fan and lives in Florida, and know. he was always at like probably eighty percent of the games, just like cheering people on. It was cool for uh, for the minor league, the minor leagues, and the spring training stuff. And I know that John Lovitz is a dumb piece of shit. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the
1: yellow Eminem is J.K. Simon, so or Simmons.
0: That's actually can I say this better? I love yeah, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons might be the finest actor of this or any generation. And I will stand by that till I die of, I guess, being eaten by M&M's.
1: I mean, how could you say that when Keanu Reeves exists in this universe?
0: Oh, uh, He's not an actor. He's just himself. He's just an... Uh, Keanu, a is, Keanu Reeves is just an immortal being who travels through this and any generation, kind of like imparting his wisdom through different like... Characters he plays, he's not. He's not a. He's not an actor though. Counter-Heads is just around. That that's true. That makes and sense. I I mean I've hesitated to say that, but like he like I was watching. Like, Michael, did you watch any of E three the video? I know we talked about it last week with uh, Doug Bowser. I can't remember if we talked about counter showing up. Yes, we, we did. did okay, bit. so just like so in this universe that counter is in. <clears throat> He's an official character in the universe in which the movie The Matrix also exists. And also, I think John Wick and Keanu Reeves exist. So, like, in this game, Cyberpunk 2077, Keanu Reeves exists as four discrete people. (laughs) 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 So, I mean, at this point, I, I can't even pretend that Keanu Reeves is not an immortal being blessed by many, many powers. One of the one of my
1: favorite things is in movies that are completely unrelated when they reference the existence of not the other movie but the other world that is that exists in the other movie and they then become they exist in the same universe it's now. Amazing. I love it. I'm like, obs- I, I, I become like obsessed with it. I just want to know the implications of this entire universe now. I
0: mean, for better or for worse, Marvel. I think like the Marvel universe is kind of endemic with this because the, there's certain things that like. They just kind of threw offhand it. I think one of the Stan Lee cameos in Captain Marvel was like, oh, wait, so that means they knew Stan Lee existed in the <laughs> entire Marvel Universe, which means that shit he was saying is, like, there are, like, triple layers of, like, references. like, oh, man, this just really throws a whole wrench. And, it's like, like in the Marvel Universe, like, oh, they knew Keanu Reeves specifically exists. <laughs> And Thor, Ragnarok, is like, oh yeah, I fought I fought Keanu Reeves. Some mm-hmm. random shit like that. And it's like, I love that. It's so it's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael, I think that's gonna do it for us to get on trends in low places. Unless you have any final closing thoughts for us. Nope, not yet. Great. Well, everyone, if you like this show, you can find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Uh, you can also find out more information about our sister show, Trends in Low... Nope. You can also find out more information about our sister show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every single episode of The Hit Show 24. Um, we are about six episodes in. We'd, we would be around seven-ish, except, uh, <laughs> again, the previously referenced issues with recording where... One of us just didn't record the episode. Um, Yeah. Well, you recorded not all of it. Some of it, which I don't understand. This Whatever. Um, But, uh, yeah. So, if you like this show, even if you've never seen 24, I think you'd like this one. It's just us talking about dumb shit. Mostly just dumb shit about 24. We walk through every single episode minute by minute. And, honestly, it's just a fun as hell show. We have a great time um so michael if people don't listen to that one how else okay how else can they help us out
1: you can find us on all of the podcast apps by searching for trends in low places and by subscribing to it smash that subscribe button and um give us a rating and or a review if you'd ever be so kind and uh you can also help us out by finding us on the social media uh instagram facebook and twitter at TILPCast. cast and please follow us there. Um, you know, share our stories, comment on them. Um, you know, just I don't know, interact with us. Yeah. Say
0: hi. Say hi. Um say like what's up. Yeah, we don't we've been face I'll say this one. The one bad place is Facebook Messenger. It's tough because they don't tell us when we get shit. So we go that like weeks true. and weeks or months without hearing from you. So Which is weird because
1: they tell me all the time when i have notifications that don't actually exist right. so, it's like your new friend is on messenger and it's like but you didn't tell me about the other seven messages right.
0: so email us shoot us a message on instagram do not facebook us cuz it just it just goes to the it, pa- it goes to the, Trends on the places page and doesn't tell either of us about it so uh yeah don't do that all right well michael before we uh, close out you got any you got any final thoughts for me buddy I have an FML. I'd
1: love to hear it. I actually have two of them. Oh, shit. It's a choose your own adventure. Oh, hello. Today, my boyfriend and I had the wildest sex we've ever had. I was on top of him and he started started going at it like crazy. I was close to finishing when the Mortal Kombat phrase, finish him, popped into my head. It wasn't until I saw the weird look on his face that I realized I'd said it out loud. FML. (laughs) That reminds- Would that make you more or less likely to finish if- if the person you were having sex with just
0: less likely, I think. Um, although they're like finish you. but this me, um, I, right after college, a little a guy, you probably know our friend, Jim from, from the, from the college days. Uh, apparently mm-hmm. he ran across a group or had a, a bunch of buddies that would play the mortal combat challenge with their roommates for around sex. So it was a predetermined amount, like uh, predetermined phrases during sex. If someone in the uh, in the house or apartment was having sex and was like getting close, it was the responsibility of that person, that man to yell something. <laughs> and then every other roommate in the house would yell, finish him. And then play the Mortal Kombat theme music as loud as they could. Which sounds and like the this, worst possible this, situation of all time.
1: This, um, how many how many times did they actually have a I don't know, girl it, over a second
0: time? I mean, it was all just internet stories, Michael. I don't really know, but <laughs> it's one of those things where like, I mean, of all the ways to never see a girl again, that's probably up there. Yeah, but she, but but she's the one who said it.
1: No, of this one, of this one. This is like the this, this is the. This is inverse. What I'm, I'm just saying, if you were with a lady and she looked at you, looked at you, and went, "Finish you."
0: I don't know if there's a, a like agreeably a way to immediately <laughs> propose to a girl, like mid coitus. But like, if you're just like, yeah, I guess this is it. I you, know, you just I found the one. yeah you've you've proven yourself. I mean, that's uh, that might be a tough after convo, but like. Hey, so this isn't the right forum at all. I recognize this, but I think it's the right situation. Can, can should we just? Do you want to buy a house together? I guess. Or just that's when you grab her. You
1: grab her and give her a big hug. You say, "Come over here." Sorry, get over here.
0: It's get over here, and then she like, freezes you like and then kicks your corpse into ice cubes. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was she loved you the whole time, but didn't love you enough not to win the mortal contest of champions. So, <laughs> you know, the whole thing is never let your guard down because she can say she loves you and then just really will rip your spine out through your belly button. And that's on you for not seeing that one coming.
1: Yeah, you should have seen that mm-hmm. coming because you are having sex in the Mortal Kombat video game. Yeah.
0: And like, that's, I mean, Honestly, it's huge oversight. Like, what are you even doing? And, and to be frank, I don't even know the combos for that one. How do you make it happen? I know up, up, down, down, left, right, <laughs> I know the codes. I know the Konami code. I can do that all day in my sleep. But that one doesn't make you fuck other characters. No, nah, you
1: need to you'll have to watch Black Mirror to figure out how that works. Oh,
0: okay. Well, off to Netflix, I guess. Well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. I'm gonna rip your spine out. Love you, too. Toodles. Get over here.